What do prison, murder, war, famine, and the plague have in common? Come with us and let us ruin your childhood just a little bit in this very first episode of Curious Humanity. Here we are. Yeah, here we are. Number one. Number one. Very first episode of our podcast, Curious Humanity. Uh, thanks for listening in. In uh, let let me uh, let's explain kind of what we're doing here. I'm Brent, by the way, and I'm Gwen, and uh, we're going to be talking about people and why we're so flipping weird. Yeah. Um, in all aspects of life and history. Um. This very first episode, um, are, we're going to be talking about uh, nursery rhymes. That's the answer to my question, by the way. That's what all those things have in common. Uh, or were they, what was the list? Prison, murder, war, famine, and the plague. Um, and you'll see what I'm talking about here in a minute. But uh, in general, Gwen, uh, what are we going to be discussing throughout all of our episodes on our podcast. Well, I think a good synopsis would be that we're going to delve into the social sciences and take a look at what makes humanity so curious, both in the sense of why we want to learn about it and what makes us so daggone weird. Okay, you totally had that loaded in a cannon ready to fire, didn't you? No. No? no. It, it, sounded, it sounded rehearsed, but I liked it. It was just in my head. Okay. Um, so... Uh, you want to hop right into it? Sure, let's get into it. All right, so I, just to be clear, I've I've done more of the research on this topic this time. Um, it's going to be mostly me just telling you what's up. All right. So, uh, but you've you've got a little more experience than I do on the anthropology side of things uh, and human studies. You've done a few more college courses and that that sort of thing, and you've always expressed an interest in this sort of thing before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I've personally been, you know, I, I can't f- tell you how many times I've just been walking around, um, seeing something weird and be like, why the heck is that like that? Mm-hmm. It's really strange. Um, There's so many things in humanity that are such just weird social constructs. And I, I also like, um, like uh, I'll hear a word. And I'm like, where did that come from? That sounds that sounds Spanish, or that sounds like this word. And then you start delving into it and and you know googling some some things. And it becomes an hour long conversation. And it, it becomes a rabbit hole that you're ten feet deep into mm-hmm. uh, next time you look up. But anyway, um, yeah. Let's before before I ramble on any further, let's just go ahead and jump right into it. So um, again, nursery rhymes. And I'm sorry in advance if this if this hurts your feelings or ruins your childhood in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but it turns out uh, the majority of the nursery rhymes that we grow up knowing and loving and singing um, aren't as innocent as they may sound. Um, number one, uh, three blind mice. Okay. okay. I don't think I've heard the, this one. Like, and if you, I know you, the know the rhyme, but you I don't know think the, the rhyme. Three blind mice, the three blind mice. See how they run. Yeah. Okay. Sixteen oh nine is when it came about. Okay. Uh, written by Thomas Ravenscroft. Very ominous name. Okay. Let's let's focus on uh, you know see how they run see how they run. 
all run after the farmer's wife who caught the tails of the carving knife. Yeah. Have you ever seen such a sight in your life as three blind mice? Okay, so uh, it's speculated. Now this isn't this isn't one hundred percent the facts, mm-hmm. but uh, this is what most scholars have come to believe. It's that Queen Mary the first, okay, known as Bloody, Bloody Mary. Mary. Yep. Um, in this scenario, she's the farmer's wife. Um, she, there was a group of martyrs, uh, they were Protestants, known as the Oxford Martyrs, um, and they would not renounce their faith, and were, they were executed by burning at the stake. Okay. Uh, the three blind mice in question were, um, Ridley, Latimer, and Cranmer, who were Anglican bishops that, what, weren't going to, like I said, renounce their faith. Wouldn't bow down to her. Wouldn't bow down. And uh, so they were called blind because they quote unquote blindly followed their faith and belief. Conversion, gotcha. Okay. So yeah, that's number one. Okay. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, Humpty Dumpty. Okay. Okay. I know I was so excited about reading about this. I know I'm. I went ahead and jumped at, jumped the gun a little bit and told you yeah, all about all right. this. But let's go through it anyway. Um, Humpty Dumpty, all we know about it really um, is that it came around in uh, 19, I'm sorry, 1797, dyslexia kicking in, um, just just so everyone's familiar with it, Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall, Humpty Dumpty had a great fall, all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. Alright, I don't know about you, but I've seen countless uh, books of nursery rhymes and uh, on the the front, it's usually like Mother Goose or something like that. But then they'll depict other nursery rhymes within it. And almost every time, there's an egg. Mm-hmm. And Dumpty's and, always an egg. But a creepy egg with a face and arms and legs. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever, out of that context, if I've ever seen an egg with arms and legs yeah. in my life. Makes me think of the Goldie and Bear show. That Can you imagine something like that running after you? That is a thing That'd of nightmares. But anyway. Especially one that's all glued and he's back wearing, together. He's like wearing a... Lederhosen uh, type. Well, I've always seen him wearing like a Joker outfit. Like a, you know, like a... Like a jester. Jester kind of, yeah. Gotcha. See, I always think of that Goldie and Bear cartoon where he's got like the Lederhosen and the little hat. But that's literally a show based off of fairy tales yeah. and nursery rhymes. It's just shaped my worldview of Humpty Dumpty. (laughs) (laughs) That's what happens when you have kids, I guess. That's true. But anyway, nowhere in that short little poem, Mm -hmm. rhyme, does it say that it's an egg. No. At all. People just assume. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall, okay? So, um, there are several guesses, like, uh, of what, what it could be, but... Again, most scholars believe that we're referencing a cannon, not an egg or a person. Um, there was actually... Okay, let's see here. It was the Siege of Colchester in 1648. Um, there Basically, it was a civil war going on in England, and uh, there was a defending group. They were, um, they were up, held up in a fortress. Mm-hmm. And they had a cannon named Humpty Dumpty. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think that that kind of like kind of puts a stamp on it to say like this this is Humpty Dumpty. Yeah. Um, 
He was a big boy. He wasn't. It wasn't just some little puny cannon. I mean, you don't. I, I would assume they didn't go about naming their cannons all that often. Yeah. Um, unless it was of you know supreme significance. Uh. So anyway, uh, this thing was doing a decent job holding them off mm. when a cannon from the offending group mm-hmm. um, hit the wall underneath the cannon. They mm-hmm. didn't hit the cannon directly or anything, but they hit the wall underneath it and it crumbled where the cannon was being held and dropped this thing back into the fortress, rendering it useless. It shattered it, probably. It didn't shatter it, no. Actually, okay. it, the, the cannon itself held intact, but the problem was it's heft and it's weight they could never get it back up they couldn't get it back up all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put humpty together again couldn't get him back up into into defending them so um as much as as they tried uh i mean they evidently you know tried hoists and all this other stuff uh and couldn't get it to work so with this whole siege um what ended up happening is the attackers surrounded this fortress basically mm-hmm. and they waited them out okay they didn't they stopped attacking but they just set up camp um for 11 weeks holy crap can you imagine not being able to go to the grocery store for 11 weeks like ev- every everybody was um was dying yeah um and starving so and- they they surrendered the castle just so they could leave the fortress um i found out just now that apparently the reason why humpty dumpty is depicted as an egg is because of lewis carroll the author of through the looking class the whole alice in wonderland thing he's the one that took the three stands of humpty dumpty poem down and shortened it down to the one that everybody knows okay and in his story for whatever reason he decided to depict it as an egg and it's just carried on okay throughout culture like that okay yeah, so thank Lewis Carroll for that one. Very cool. Mm-hmm. All right, number three, moving on. Uh, this one's not so bad. Um, it's not war and or anything like that yet, but um, uh, Ring Around the Rosie. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think everyone's heard a little bit about this one. Okay, well, this is kind of a twist. Um, I've heard a different version of it. Um Something to do with the plague, right? Mm-hmm. Putting the flowers in your pocket. Well, something. um, let's see. Started as a game. I'll be, uh, kids do, you know, okay, this is around the 1790s. Mm-hmm. Um, kids, you know, join hands and go around in a circle. Last line of the song, everybody's supposed to bow. And the last person that bows, now you're the rosy. Or the rosier in French. I've never heard that before. And you go to the middle. Okay. Which is, rosier is French for like rose bush. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, it's really just a speculation with that's the Black Plague um, about sticking a flower in your pocket because of all the rotting bodies so you mm. don't have to smell them so much. Ashes to ashes referring to the bodies being burned mm. in the streets. Um, problem is... This is way, way before germ theory. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Louis Pasteur, the milk guy. Mm-hmm. Um, that Okay, let's see. The, the, the plague happened in 1665. 
and the plague doctors with the beak masks weren't even seen till 1720 or so. Dang, okay. So honestly, nobody really knows for sure about the, you know, them trying to get rid of bodies to stop disease and that that kind of thing. Um, Well, even if they weren't trying to get rid of them to prevent the spread of disease, I mean, there was probably just so many. Yeah, we're talking about space preservation. Yeah. Can't can't walk to school for all the dead bodies. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so nobody really knows for sure, but it's literally almost 230 years old. And like many things that old, the meanings get lost mm-hmm. through time. Um, people just chant them and, and say them and don't, don't give a second about thought it, yeah. about, about what it actually means. Um, but anyway, like I was saying, if there were burning bodies, it was no regard to infectious disease at all. It was just, like, it could have been space kind of thing. Or they get sad seeing grandma on the street yeah. every time we go outside. Yeah. Um, it would have obviously been awful for the smell, um, especially being out in the sun for any amount of time. Plus, as we're talking about Europe and how we all, everybody, I mean, it's, it's widely known how much more rain they get mm-hmm. over there. Yeah. So. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it just it just brings to thought uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Bring out your dead. Uh huh. Kind of deal. <laughs> anyway, I'm trying to raise the real estate value of my 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 cottage, and getting all the dead bodies uh-huh. swept off the the stoop and. That way I can leave. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, moving around, moving moving on. Um, so we've got. Uh, here we go around the mulberry bush. Okay. This is sometime around the 19th century. Mm-hmm. Um, again, for anybody that doesn't know, here we go around the mulberry bush, the mulberry bush. You can look up the rest of it if you want to hear it. But um, it basically, uh, all the basic uh, self-care tasks that one would do. Here we go, here's how we wash our face, brush uh-huh. our teeth, um, brush our hair. Early in the morning. Okay. That's how we wash our clothes. Early in the morning. And, I mean, it sounds totally innocent, but evidently, and again, according to historians mm-hmm. uh, and scholars, um, it's about women uh, dancing around a tree for exercise. Mm-hmm. Still innocent, right? Mm-hmm. Inside a women's prison. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. Other versions, I mean, they, 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 there have been several versions circulating around that include um, how we mend our shoes, how the ladies walk, how the gentlemen walk, mm-hmm. um, you know, just, and, and again, it was, it was, it started out as an exercise they were forced to do mm-hmm. uh, walking around this tree yeah. to get their laps so they didn't, I guess, get sick mm-hmm. while in prison. Um but anyway, so th- this tree actually held enough meaning, and it was widely known in, in Europe that this this was a mulberry tree, not a mulberry bush, like mm-hmm. the the uh, poem says. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. But anyway, it held enough meaning that when it started to die mm-hmm. uh, around 2017, people actually like took big trips to go to this tree oh, wow. and to take cuttings from it to try to grow it that themselves and to me. save it. 
don't remember exactly where it was, but that kind of reminds me of the tree that owns itself. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. So there was a tree that I guess like a governor somewhere in the U.S. gave ownership of itself, gave it like its own legal ownership. Okay. And whenever it died, there was a seed planted from that tree, so it's the son of the tree that owns itself. Okay. Yeah. That's kinda interesting. Kind of reminds me of that. But anyway, what what uh, comes to to my mind right off the bat though is just how like I'm I'm thinking about all the people that that came went out of their way to get a piece of this tree. Mm-hmm. Like, did they know the significance? Did they know that this was a women's prison? That I mean, there's probably some some rough vibes yeah. uh, coming off. Like, if I don't know if anybody believes in energies and that kind of thing, but I, I would I would imagine um, if if residual energy is a thing, a there's probably ominous. some some negative energy coming off this thing. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, people can't get enough of them prison trees. You can relax in the in the shade the of the tree of trees. despair and sorrow <laughs> and walking. And walking, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's a kind of a cheerful sounding song, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's not like any of these are written in a minor key that we know of. That we know of. Our versions, at least. Yeah. Moving on. Next one. Uh, Bob Bob Black Sheep. Okay. 1744 mm-hmm. is when we know about its first coming around, or at least when it was first published. And that's another thing I should mention. A lot of these things have been just verbally passed around mm-hmm. for since since their inception. But uh, you know, as as time moves on, people try to document these things or turn a profit on them, mm-hmm. and you know, stick them in books. Like mother's mother goose. Mother goose. That's a big one. Uh, anyway, so Bob Bob Black Sheep. I mean, this one's short enough we can read the whole thing. Uh, have you any wool? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Three bags full. One for the master, one for the dame, one for the little boy that lives down the lane. Um, and again, we're looking at inference, not not a proven fact, but it re- references a wool tax that took place in 1275. Okay. Uh, uh, so... One to the master, part part goes to the king, mm-hmm. part to the dame, which is the church. Yeah. Um, the original vo- version actually says none, none to, to the, the little boy that, who cries down the lane. Oh. Man. Okay. So none to the common folk. Common person. So, yeah, I mean, such an event deserves a, a song. Yeah. And children uh-huh. merrily singing about it. Yeah. Let's remind you of how, as a child, you would have been starving and had no money. Yeah, and how the the monarch of the time it's takes advantage ever. of all of their, their uh, peasants. Yeah. Anyway, all right, next one. Uh, Goosey Goosey Gander. I had never heard this one mm-hmm. before. Um I mean, look up the lyrics if you want to. I I don't really care, but uh, to, I don't really care to say the whole thing myself right now. But um, yeah, this one actually referenced throwing a guy down the stairs, like in in the the rhyme. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I said fell down, and couldn't get up in the morning, right? It, couldn't get up in the morning. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Uh. 
I mean, it just kind of goes on and on. And there's always there's always some kind of separate meaning. And again, kind of like I was talking about earlier, like things lose their meaning over time. Yeah. And we're talking about you know hundreds and hundreds of years having passed, mm-hmm. and you know, very not not many things hold on for no, that long. Not the cultural significance and things that unless it's made of stone. Well, I mean, I mean that's why they're castles and, yeah. and not tons and tons of manuscripts of mm-hmm. yeah from from those those time periods. So I want to kind of get into to why. Um, well, let me let me go into some some other history first before before we do any of that. But um, so why what why do we have nursery rhymes to begin with? That's kind of the question I wanted to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, people argue that they're good for cognitive development and just practicing speech. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard, I've that heard. Se- that, that's relative to like people saying, make your babies listen to classical music type. Well, and I've heard, I've heard, um, like Little House on the Prairie kind of times, uh, uh, read poetry. Like here, mm-hmm. here's this book of, poems. book of poems, read that and recite them. Yeah. And you know, they, I've heard of old old timey people like making their kids stand up in front of the family and recite a poem mm-hmm. that they've memorized yeah or bible verses yeah. and that kind of thing i mean the, the, there are tons of different techniques that could be argued or, or equally effective mm-hmm. um so <laughs> the content uh-huh. why why is it the content so um i looked into this a little bit and evidently um like toward back back toward that same time period mm-hmm. people were you know the, i guess the karens of the day were hearing these these going around uh-huh. um and were like i can't believe they're saying that i can't i can't believe that they're singing so flippantly about such macabre things yeah so anyway so it outraged them okay. enough that they founded um the British Society for Nursery Rhyme Reform. Oh, right then. And went on, went on to a uh, a great task of uh, of cleaning up all the nursery rhymes. Wow. Um, so there's no telling what has been diluted out of the original nursery rhymes. Right, and th- um, I'm not, I couldn't really, I didn't really find. See if you can find that for me real quick. Like when when the nursery rhyme reform began, um, but. Last I heard, even up to 1941, uh, they were still condemning wow. hundred, like a hundred different nursery rhymes uh, that were widely known, um, such as um, Humpty Dumpty, Three Blind Mice, um, and in several, I think, I think all of them that we mentioned actually, um, because they, and this is quote unquote, harboring they harbored unsavory elements. Um, the list of trespasses, okay, mm-hmm. included um, referencing poverty, uh, scorning prayer, and ridiculing the blind. All right, then. Um, in all, okay, 21, mm-hmm. 21 cases of death, notably choking, decapitation, hanging, uh, devouring, shriveling, and squeezing, um, 12 cases of torment to animals, and one case of, one case of uh, consuming human flesh. 
Nice. Always gotta oh, throw some cannibalism I'm sorry. in there. Human flesh, uh, consuming human flesh, body snatching, and the desire to have one one's own limb severed. All right. I'm not sure which nurse around that was, but I'm kind of disappointed. I've never heard it. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Everything I'm seeing is just showing the 1941 date. Okay. Well, maybe it's a newer thing, but still, like people have gone to great lengths to try try to clean it up. It's just some feedback from from your phone. That's all. Uh, anyway, um, so why why do they keep making nursery rhymes about such awful things? I mean, I don't, I, I can't think of any example of today where that would be the case, but it would seem to be the thing to do back in the day. Well, probably is some sort of like warning, foreshadowing type thing is the only thing I can think of. But I would argue that, like, I mean, what's the reason that anybody tells a story? To pass it down. To well, I mean, it's got some sort of significance or to them. Lesson, yeah. It's an, or or lesson, maybe, yeah. But sensationalization of any any sort of topic, like, hey, let me tell you about this cool thing I heard. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I feel like it's just building on that a little bit. Anything worth talking about, basically. Yeah. Um, and, and like you, like you said, kind of passing it down. Like when you put it into song form, mm-hmm. it, you're you're extending the life of the thing. You uh, feel like if you put it into sing song form, kids are more likely to to it's, memorize that mm-hmm. and sing about it than say something put down into well, a generalized person. Like general person is going to be more apt to remember something. That's in a, a rhyme scheme or like it's set to meter. Well, that's why anybody who's ever seen Animaniacs can mm-hmm. can sing the song about the, all the countries yeah, in the world. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> rather than just trying to memorize a, a list. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, that that's kind of the best I could come up with as to why. Um, any thoughts? I think it's just super interesting whenever you look at how everything goes from being past. By word of mouth and how everything's just been added to like these children's books that have been no telling how diluted and but yet they're still such an integral part of culture at least around here well, I mean area. I was born in 1992 mm. my mom read these to me and yeah. said them to me we've got I, a copy of, of them for our own kids I mean uh, but that's kind of what I was saying but like, like some of them were like every day, mm-hmm. um, and they had no, to me, no meaning, no significance to us. Yeah, other than the fact that our parents sing them. I can't help. I mean, um, one I meant to look up, but didn't get around to, um, was hey, hey diddle diddle, cat in the cat in the fiddle. The cow jumped over to the moon. The whole thing sounds like an acid trip to me. Yeah. But it means nothing. Yeah. No no real meaning to me whatsoever other than some trippy depictions that they've put mm-hmm. in some kids books. Yeah. I mean I, I can still see those pages in my head today. Mm-hmm. Like like you said, we still we still say them to our kids. Why? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know at all. Um but I'm sure back in the 1700s it had some real significance. Mm-hmm. Well, and there was a lot less forms of entertainment, too. That's that's very true. 
Um, but and I, books I, weren't as widely, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Printed, published, available. I guess yes. Weren't as widely available to other people unless you were in such a high social class. You wouldn't have even been able to read them. Mm-hmm. So I mean, songs and stories were about the only way anything could be passed down among common people. Sure. I'm. I don't know. I'm just trying to put this into perspective. Can you imagine the kids, like our 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 kids, running around in a circle, singing a song about nine eleven? Like, uh, yeah. No. Yeah. No. Stop that. Yeah. It would not. We be all fall at all. down. Stop. No. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. But yet, it's the same idea as what. I mean, we're talking about people getting decapitated. We're talking mm-hmm. about. Mass catastrophes and pandemics. And Mass catastrophes, yeah. Catastrophes? That's yeah, you it. said it right, but it just kind of rained together. It was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Masks. Masks. Catastrophes. Mass catastrophes. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I think, I think, I mean, but then again, let's, let's back it up again to the, the like, to, if we did it to today's day and age, again, Let's use the same example, 9-11. I know it strikes, you know, a really serious note to, it should, to everyone listen if, you know, if it doesn't, I guess that's your prerogative. But anyway, what if there was no internet? What if there was no video footage Mm -hmm. anywhere in existence of the event? Mm -hmm. How do we remind ourselves that this went down and how do we keep it from happening again? Yep. I mean, that's, that's kind of where my mind goes. um, Yeah. as, As far as keeping... Keeping a history, uh, a non non <coughs> written history. It's still a history, but it's just verbally passed. And again, the 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 risk you take with writing something like that, or having your kids recite something like that, is there will be different iterations of it. Mm-hmm. It'll change throughout time, but the general rhyme is there, I guess. Yeah. You risk losing a lot of the meaning between different translations and different iterations of it, though, which I think is the problem that a lot of people have with a lot of this kind of thing. Well, I mean, what if what if we were to, I don't know, what if we were to have, like, just a whole new, like, wipe the slate clean and start a whole new bunch of nursery rhymes about major events in history um, and actually use that as a... As a uh, a lesson to be learned or uh, an important person at least being mm-hmm. remembered like you know we'll talk, we could talk about any of the world wars or anything like that but again that but, was the time when photo evidence was a thing detailed well, reports were written then you also have to be able to be comfortable with teaching kids about these awful things this is true but again and, that was commonplace exactly but now <laughs> I feel like, I don't want to say coddled, because I don't think that's necessarily the right word that I'm looking for, because I don't feel like we coddle our kids, but I wouldn't necessarily want to tell our daughter... This is war. Yeah. People kill each other. So, I mean, I think there's a very fine line there that can be drawn that could be detrimental if crossed with how we understand child psychology and stuff like that now. Well, it really makes me wonder, like, did they actually know the meaning? Mm-hmm. Did they know what they were singing well, about, or were they just singing it to be singing it? Yeah. I don't know. But, it, I mean, if really you're going to... 
Are they singing it? If you're going to use it singing. as a lesson, they would have to. No, otherwise it's not a lesson. It's right. just it's words. Right, it's just, again, uh, well, who who writes these things? Well, and, and from what I've seen, adults write them. Mm-hmm. It's a, here you go, kids. Yeah. Let me teach you a rhyme. Three by mice. <laughs> it's about some popes, or where, where, where were they? Uh, bishops. 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 <laughs> I tried. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. These three dudes <laughs> wouldn't listen to the queen. Yep. Now they're dead. Now they're dead. The end. <laughs> <laughs> we dropped a cannon. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it went boom. <laughs> no more. <laughs> it's it's essentially what we're comparing it to. Yeah. Like, I mean, people are weird. People are weird. People have always been weird. People are very curious. People are curious, and I'm curious about why they're so weird. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be fun to to delve into it a little bit more each week maybe we can all earn gain a little bit more understanding sure well as far as nursery rhyme goes nursery rhymes go though right now i think i think that about wraps it up um i'm all out of uh ruining you know child childhood ruining uh revelations that's right about now. all the the ruining nostalgia we can handle i guess and that's about all i can take right now this <laughs> is Anyway, until next time, this has been Curious Humanity with Brett and Gwen. Yep. Thanks for listening in. Catch you later.